Scripture and Reason. Discussing life and Jesus' church in our age. Well, I wish I could say that I coined this phrase, and I just heard it the other day. It might have been MacArthur. I'll give it to you. Uh, I don't want John MacArthur calling me and saying, guys, the guy. <laughs> yeah, well, he yeah. just keeps calling all the time right. anyway. You yeah, know, hey, right. can you help me with this yeah, sermon study? Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss out on any content. So we're in this series, Help, I'm a Christian. We talked about repentance and, and what it means to become a believer. I would encourage folks that may be listening to this, if you haven't listened to that episode, if you're experiencing the help I'm a Christian, I would encourage you to go back, listen to that episode on on repentance. Uh, but today we're we're talking about help I'm a Christian. Now what? Now what do I do? How is my life different? Thoughts, John? Yeah, this will just be uh, sort of a higher level uh, podcast, probably shorter than our other ones. We're not going to go uh, in in significant theological depth on here. Uh, but we do want to give some guidance and point in the appropriate direction first to uh, people that are attending our church and then to those that are outside that may be listening to this program. How does that sound? Yep, that sounds right. So, you know, we, we kind of uh, mapped out a, a little bit of s- some areas to talk through. So, um, you know, the first thing that we came up with, uh, if, if I'm a believer, is is talk to your pastor. What, what's that about? What's What's that conversation look like? Well, absolutely. I mean, so uh, at this moment, this change occurs in your life. Uh, the greatest thing that could ever happen to you, right? The thing that gives life meaning to know who Jesus is as Lord and Savior. You want to, uh, for lack of a better term, you want to make sure, right? You want to make sure that the, you know, uh, as as Peter says, uh, in uh, in Acts chapter two, he would say that this Jesus, this this specific and particular Jesus, uh, is the one we're looking to. We want to make sure you want to make sure by talking to the pastor that yes, this is I am believing correctly. It doesn't mean that we have all possible knowledge of what Christianity or what to believe in Jesus means, but that I am believing correctly that I have confessed Jesus as Lord and Savior. You know, to talk to that pastor and that he can help and guide you on that pathway to learn more about who the Savior is. Yeah, and I mean, he's going to ask questions like, so tell me tell me what happened. Like, uh, and, and, you know, just pastorally, when, when I'm talking with someone, you know, I want to hear what was the moment when you were confronted with your sin, um, when you realized that, that your sin separates you from God, where you also then heard the message of the gospel, which says, um, my only way back to being rejoined to God is through the grace and mercy of Christ and to see that someone just kind of understands those things. Yeah, correct. I mean, that is, that, that's the starting point. And that's why you want to talk to your pastor. You, you know, Christianity is not, although the belief is yours alone, it is not meant to be done alone. In other words, you believe you don't believe as a group, but you believe as an individual, but you are to do, quote-unquote, uh, belief as with other believers. Yeah, that's right. And so, um, you know, maybe maybe something that your pastor is going to pivot into is is a few questions like, uh, okay, so you're a believer. That's fantastic. Let's, uh, let's talk about getting you baptized. That's very important, right? One of the first things that Jesus did is his public ministry started— um, was his uh, was his baptism? John the Baptist looked at him and said, "Hey, I don't even deserve to untie your sandal." 
Um, and so Jesus saw it necessary to to have the sign of baptism on his on his uh, public ministry. We, in obedience, do the same. It's symbolic of something in us that um, as we go under the water and come out of the water, our sins are being washed clean. Of course, we know that that is not the water that does that. We don't believe that the water regenerates us. It's something that's already happened, and and um, it's like our, our wedding band, right, is a, is a decent illustration. Correct. The ring on the finger does not make us married. So, guys, ladies, when you lose it because you took it off to clean or it slid off in the ocean, as, as mine did, you're still married, right? It's just a symbol. Correct. Um, and so beyond that, then as Christians, we learn that there's something called progressive sanctification. That's a 25-cent word, maybe the only one of today. But a natural process in the believer's life is becoming more and more in the image of Christ, which happens through the renewing of our mind. Yeah, that, yeah, great passage uh, out of Romans uh, that we are to renew our minds daily. That means that the moment that we believe, we we, we don't just phone it in from there on out. The, the true belief would indicate a desire to know more and more about Jesus, about God, uh, through the life of the believer, Jesus himself says in uh, John chapter 17, uh, verse 17, he says, sanctify them in truth. Your word is truth. Uh, that should give us, uh, that should give us some impotence to desire to know the word of God, which of course is contained in the Holy scripture, which would be the old and the new Testament. We know in second Timothy chapter three and verse 16, uh, well, starting verse 14, Paul speaking to Timothy, he says, Continue in the things you have learned and been convinced of, know, knowing from whom you have learned them, and that from childhood you have known the sacred writings which are able to give you the wisdom that leads to salvation, salva- salvation through faith, which is in Christ Jesus. All scriptures inspired by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, for the training in righteousness, so that the man of God may be adequate equipped for every good work you know so there should be that uh you know as uh that desire to know these things and we know these things from the scripture this does not mean that uh don't feel bad if you don't feel like reading the an entire chapter at one time you know, i mean start with the verse of scripture have a you know listen to the bible being read to you uh there's so many programs out there that can do that yeah, Psalm 119.11. Um, I have stored up your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. Um, Bible reading is really important to the believer, really important for the uh, for the Christian. And so um, it, as you participate in your growth as a Christian, the Bible is very important to that. We have, uh, we have podcasted a couple of times on some topics um, that include um, what is the Old Testament, what is the New Testament, how did these things come together? So I would encourage you, as, as John warned already, we're not going deep in subjects, but I would encourage you to think think a little bit about what is the Bible. It will encourage your interest in reading the Bible when you realize it's the um, inerrant, inspired Word of God. And so hiding that away in your heart, as, as I was talking earlier, a lot of the things that, that I was saying were, were stitched together with, with scriptural concepts, right? The um, the progressive sanctification, that's an idea that comes out of the Bible. That's not something that I or John or, or others have, have made up. Um, progressive sanctification is something that you see in Scripture. We see that we become more into Christ's image. Um, and so it's really important to read your Bible, uh, hiding the word away in your heart that you might not sin against me. 
helps give you a biblical perspective on life. As you go through life, you think about a passage that you've just read. You think about a passage that you've memorized. You you see three things as colored through the lens of Scripture, and that gives you a Christian view on life. Absolutely. Just maybe uh, in line with this, but maybe a little bit of the side, as you said, about the Psalm 119. Uh, <clears throat> Charles Spurgeon said, There is no sin killer, no sin killer like the Word of God. Wherever it comes, it comes as a sword and inflicts death upon evil. So when we study the Bible, when we read the Bible, we are we are not only being obedient, but we're also that progressive sanctification. We're becoming more and more Christ-like. That doesn't mean we become Christ, but we become more and more conformed to the image of him. Uh, that those things will help us throughout our lives uh, and throughout our daily lives. You know they will they will give us the the scripture gives us hope the give the scripture points us to life this scripture reminds us that we are saved the scripture reminds us of what God has done it reminds us of what Jesus does it reminds us that we have the Holy Spirit reminds us that that we are His yeah and and so many ways to read the Bible I remember when I first became a believer um, I, one of the things that um, made my calling and election sure was hearing a teaching in second Samuel. And I remember thinking to myself, my gracious, this is a book that tells one story that can stand up against history. Um, and it's, it's intelligible and it can be studied deeply. I, I never realized that. And so, um, my salvation, I, maybe it's different than others. I only know mine really well. So, um, I remember I just opening to the book of Genesis and reading. I just started reading. And so you can do that. Um, to some people, maybe, maybe that's an intimidating approach. There's so many different plans for reading. Um, you can start in Genesis and just read the whole thing and, and dive in where you're interested. There are 30-day plans. There are uh, Bible-in-a-year plans. There are study salvation in the Bible plans. And then there's really bad ones too. So again, if you're at Transcend Church, come talk to Pastor John or I, and, and we'll get you plugged in with either a group of people who are studying together, who are looking at a topic. Um, uh, you know, we would encourage you to um, attend Sunday school and, um, and, and and learn together with those folks. You'll, you'll meet other people who are thinking deeply as well. Uh, but we'll also equip you with a reading plan that makes sense for you. Um, so, you know, it's so funny. I think people all the time, they're like, okay, well, you know, pretend Lifeway Bookstore still existed. What what book can I find on the shelf? Like, You don't need a book. You're, you don't need a new believer's book. Read the Bible. That's plenty. There's plenty there. Absolutely. You know, you can, you know, it is fully sufficient. Um, yeah, as, as I, I'm just thinking, sitting here thinking and uh, about all the options there are for reading it, you know, as John mentioned, uh, you know, starting in Genesis or, you know, start in the book of John and the, the gospel of John, you know, and uh, we should also say that uh, when we read the Bible, we're, you know, at the, at the time we, we go into read the Bible, we should pray to God just to help for understanding this uh, because, you know, as believers, the Holy Spirit has come to us and the Holy Spirit does help us to understand the scripture. Does that mean that we are going to understand everything? Of course not. You know, there are some things that you need to, you know, even our, ourselves, you know, John and I, we talk about these things. 
uh, about the deep things of Scripture. We also uh, consult commentaries, and we also consult other people uh, that we know that are uh, that work in the field or theologians to speak with them about certain things because, you know, uh, there are just some things that that you know are 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 more difficult to understand in the Scripture. Uh, I will this illustration for this, and so don't get dissuaded when we study it. The illustration uh, is from the uh, from Augustine, uh, who came upon a a a boy on the beach, and he was and he was taking a bucket and he was getting water from the water from the sea and pouring it into the hole that he had dug in the ground, dug in the, dug in the sand. And he said, what are you doing? And he said, I'm filling up, uh, I'm, I'm filling up this hole with the ocean, you know? And so that illustration it hit him at that moment is like, you know, we, we are trying to understand an infinite God with finite minds. So at some point in time, you know, there's things that we're going to need help with and we might not fully understand. And we just trust in God. We trust in the salvation that we have in Jesus. Yeah, Second Timothy um, chapter 3, really verse 16 is probably what I want to get to, but I'll start in 12. Indeed, all who desire to live a godly life in Christ Jesus will be persecuted, while evil people and imposters will go on from bad to worse, deceiving and being deceived. But as for you... Continue in what you have learned and what you have firmly believed, knowing from whom you learned it, and how from childhood you have been acquainted with the sacred writings, which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith in Christ Jesus. All scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, reproof, correction, for training in righteousness, that the man of God may be competent and equipped for every good work. So, are there good books that you could read on the shelf? Absolutely. There's some great books. There's some wonderful authors. As you go on in this podcast, you'll hear us suggesting plenty of authors. Um, caveat that with this. If you've got time to read that author or the Bible, throw that author's book away and read your Bible. Right. It should The, the Bible should always... Uh, should always have preeminence. Doesn't mean we don't read other things, but the the Bible itself is God's authoritative word. No, no other work that is there. So we should bury that in our hearts first. We should uh, we should cherish that first above all things. Yeah, you know, before anything else. Fruits of salvation. Another thing that that you'll you'll likely begin to notice in yourself is. Um, conviction of sin. The ministry of the Holy Spirit, as we read Scripture, is conviction of sin, righteousness, and judgment. Um, and so y- you'll think of things that maybe were normal patterns of life, and you're like, whoa, I, I don't want to do that. Like, that's the Holy Spirit in you working. Um, does that mean you're going to be sinless? No. Does that mean the anticipation or the expectation is that you're going to be sinless? No, it does not. Um, and so among the things that you'll notice is you're, you're going to be really interested in studying your Bible. And uh, one of the things that happens at church on a Sunday, and again, speaking from, a, from a, um, our church perspective, is that we're studying Scripture. That's, that's the whole purpose of our gathering as Christians is, is to bring God glory because we gather around the preached word, um, God celebrated um, him studied, uh, understood more. It magnifies him as people take time from their days and park off this time on Sunday morning. So I would encourage you, you should be attending local church, 
very, very regularly. That's important to your growth. It's important to your faith. It's important for you to be involved in the local church. Um, and your involvement in the local church, a lot of that is is showing up um, on Sunday together with, with your fellow believers. Yeah, correct. Um, absolutely. The your, As your patterns of life change. Now, as John mentioned, you know, you, you know, you're not perfect to this. You know, sometimes we we have uh, we will continue to have ups and downs in our lives, but we know that that is a, that is a pattern of our life. We know that we can be, you know, the ups and downs of my life do not affect my salvation. As we as we gather like this, as you gather, uh, as you start attending church, as you start studying your Bible, as maybe you're going to Sunday school, maybe you're listening to to sermons that are at your church, for example, all, like our sermons are recorded. I encourage you, if you're here, to go back and listen to some of those. But write down questions, you know, take notes, uh, then talk to your pastor about that. Uh, bring them up to other believers so that you can, you know, to so you can gain greater understanding, you know. Yeah, and I promise you, your, your pastor will be excited uh, for that Absolutely. question. Uh, your, your pastor will be very excited for you to come up and say, hey, I was studying this or, or you know, I was listening to you. Even if it's, uh, you know, I read this and, and you said that, is that really right? Um, scripture itself, again, we're always going to go back to Scripture. Scripture says to test all things. Um, Paul celebrated the group of people that lived in Berea. We read in the book of Acts. He said they took what he said, they compared it to the word to see if it was so. And Paul celebrated that. So your pastor, I know at Transcend Church, either either of the pastors, John, um, will celebrate those questions. Now, if you're obtuse, we'll be annoyed with you and uh, maybe short with you. But um, you know, if you're genuinely curious and you're not just trying to be obtuse or trying to be um, challenging and, and obnoxious, then, you know, we're glad for the conversation. And and it doesn't have to be a challenge either. It could just be like, wow, you know, I, I never realized this. Can, can we talk some more about that? Because never from the pulpit is the topic exhausted. Correct. Yeah. I mean, it, it, the, the, the scripture itself, I believe, is inexhaustible. Uh, there is inexhaustible. You cannot possibly learn everything that is to be learned within the scripture in a lifetime or a thousand lifetimes. Yeah, and I would I would encourage this also. Um, for, for Transcend Church, our church is an, an exegetical preaching church, so we're going to be in a book of the Bible, and and we're going to be studying it for what it says. So. Um, I, I suggest this as a basic approach for someone who sits under exegetical preaching. Um, you know what passage is coming up. Read it before you come to service. Uh, prepare yourself through prayer, whether that means you get into the, the uh, sanctuary and, and you pray before the service starts. Um, remove, remove distractions, right? Put your phone away. Don't play Candy Crush. Um, don't let the people around you uh, become a distraction to your study, right? Set that side as, time aside. Um, and take notes. Uh, the pastors are probably going to be mentioning topics and passages as they go, uh, cross-referencing, capture those cross-references. And then in in the week a little later, you know, um, we, we podcast those and they're out on video. Listen over it again to see if you missed anything. And then those cross-references and those topics, be prayerful about that all week long and go read those cross-references. And then again, as a pattern of living, as the weekend comes around, read the passage. Um, I, I'm not sure about uh, Pastor John to my left, but I, Pastor John to John's right, um, try to, for longer books, like we're in the book of Mark at the time of this recording, for longer books, over the course of a month, I try to have read the whole book in its context. 
Um, for shorter books each week, I try to read that book because I'm teaching just a small passage at a time. So I want to make sure I have the tempo, the tenor, all of these different things and not just get lost in the one little section. Um, and so I would encourage you to be doing the same thing, right? Be continually reading um, in, in what's being studied. So that, that's a very important part of exegetical uh, preaching and, and participation there. Yeah, that's a great, uh, that, that is a great, uh, great reminder uh, for everybody to, you know, it, as you read through, as it's like you said, we're going to be in Mark, for example, for a long time. And just read through it just to see how it flows and see where it's going. And, and, you know, we have the whole thing there. And then that frees you up to listen to the sermon uh, on those Sundays and, and to hear what is being said to allow the Holy Spirit to illumine you and to, to, to give you understanding. Uh, yeah, for sure. Um, other things that you can do just really quickly as, as kind of like a, a as a takeaway, um, Participate in, in Sunday school, right? We have a really strong Sunday school here. Um, a lot of work goes into studying for that. And so you have yet another opportunity to be thinking through the things of God. And again, this is about patterning your life after God. Um, do you have to set your alarm on Sunday? Yes. Toughen up, buttercup. You can do it. You can be at church by 930 in the morning and then have uh, a church service at 1045. It's a time of of celebration, you're rejoicing with people, you're learning about the God who gave up the life of his son on your behalf to pay for your sin, who you're now rejoined to for all eternity, it should be passingly interesting enough that you show up on Sunday to learn more about it. Agreed. Agreed. Uh, yeah, I have nothing more to add to that. I fully agree with what you're saying. Um, and then just different patterns of life that, that you'll notice, right? Your, your interest in scripture will grow. Um, th- now, as you mature as a believer, it, it may start to wane, and there are things that, that you know we, where we can talk there. Um, but you should notice an uptick in your interest in these subjects. Um, opportunities to talk to people about, about God, about the things that you believe. Uh, latch on to those. You will not feel equipped. You'll never feel fully equipped. Latch on to those anyway. Trust God with that. Um, regular church attendance. Wanting to be in fellowship and in contact with fellow believers. I encourage that. It's good for you. Yeah, absolutely. And I think as we, you know, as this is a lot of this has been directed towards uh, our church family here and those who attend here. Uh, we should also note that for anybody that's out there that might be listening to this, that uh, we're probably going to do a podcast sometime soon about finding a church, finding a local church, uh, uh, finding the right church. Um, unfortunately, there's a number of, uh, of organizations out there that call themselves churches, but or not, or hey, you know, would not give give you uh, poor instruction as a believer or whatnot like this. This will not be a naming names thing, but it will be for those things to those things to look for in a local church uh, where you can attend and where you can worship uh, your Lord and Savior. You bet, yeah, and and I think that's going to be a great episode, right? If you don't attend Transcend Church, how do you? How do you vet churches? How do you talk to pastors? What questions are you asking? What are you looking for? What's a biblical church? That's ultimately should be your question. So uh, we'll talk about that next time. Thanks for joining us. We hope you enjoyed today's podcast. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss out on any content.